forever. Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, stories to, to Tell on the pod. pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky rumors, ghostly shadows, <laughs> um, frightening smells, um, unsettling smells, <laughs> unexplained smells. It's a podcast about smells. Um, those are my favorite ghosts are the smell ghosts. People I know. Like, it, t- yeah, I never saw anything, but an I did unex- smell. Or like a Really, taste ghosts are kind of the most unsung <laughs> hauntings. Taste ghosts. That's like when you uh, use old Tupperware. Yes. A, or like at a, I'll never forget at a, a diner getting a, a muffin that they cut open and griddled it for a little bit. And I ate it and it tasted like onions. Yeah. Oh, and I've that's been a taste there. ghost. Yeah. I know that um, feeling very well. So if you're like, why are these people talking about muffins? I thought this was a scary story podcast. You're correct. This is a scary story podcast that is primarily a comedy chatty podcast. Um, and Andrew and I have been friends for 13 years mm-hmm. and um, we're comedians. And it's primarily a comedy podcast that is flavored with ghosts. It's sort of like if Lucille Ball and Ethel were at the chocolate factory, but it was all ghosts that they were trying to hide. <laughs> Like that's what it that's what it is. Wow. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like an alternate universe in which at the end of every episode Lucy d- dies and it's that like she's <laughs> stuck in a limbo constantly. Honestly, she is stuck in a limbo because she just wants to be in the band. I know. She wants Let it her so be bad. In the band. I watched uh, it's streaming on some service and the first few episodes are just not available and I'm like what fuckery went down? I know. <laughs> Like, unless know. a reel was lost uh, yeah what if it was like i mean i know the timing of this doesn't match up but she's like you know who i don't like communists you know and it's like oh lucy <laughs> lucy was early on that the irony is i think she actually was a registered member of the communist party really yeah i'm as i'm that saying that sense. i'm like oh wait i think she i think she was i think her grandfather was a communist or something I, I you know what if there's any knowledgeable person about old tv and that's incorrect please feel free to let me know i'm i'm sure please it's not let us know. um do you have a doctorate in the silver screen give us a call <laughs> anna and i the other night did watch uh a ride through of the great american movie ride at mgm studios of yesteryear i mean the ride is gone now um Oh, I didn't realize it was gone. Yeah, I think it's being replaced. I mean, who knows? Who knows what it will be now? But I think it's being replaced by like a Mickey and Minnie railroad cartoon experience. I don't know. Yeah, I have to say, I I found it to be incredibly um, not interesting. It really uh, I, the big shock for me was that there's a lot of. Um, shooting guns and killing people with guns on that ride <laughs> oh yeah and like most of it is animatronic uh thing people yeah. mm-hmm. and then one scene has real people and it's a woman going i got a gun and she's just <laughs> firing it indiscriminately i'm like wow Can must be you nice imagine? we had like a good 10 years yeah 95 was a was an okay time for some people and that's okay that okay t- <laughs> 
<laughs> that should be what all of APOS history is called. An okay time for some people. That really is it. Whenever someone's like, well, I mean, the 90s, what a golden age of everything. And I'm like, well, I'm sure it was kind of crummy for 98% of the world. <laughs> yeah. But for us, it was cool. Anytime um, Americans were smiling and giving thumbs up, it was probably bad for others. <laughs> anyway, we are doing this uh, this little series over the summer. We're telling, um, what are we calling it? I think we're calling it uh, Listener Campfire Tales. Yeah, um, we're all gathered around the sort of the campfire that is Zoom, <laughs> and um, and we're telling each other scary stories. Um, and you guys have been sending us some really, really wonderfully written, very funny, very scary, yeah, stories, um, which you can send to our email at scary story pod at gmail dot com. Is that correct? Right? That's oh, very much that correct. Training, um, or our socials, but emails probably. You know, we're. We're not old millennials, but we are in the middle. So yeah, email's it's best. It's nice because email don't disappear. Instagram it don't disappear. Instagram, Twitter, it disappears sometimes. It run away. <laughs> um, um, and Anna, I so I've got one right here. Again, subject really jumped out to me. I will not share what the subject is because I okay. don't. I don't want to spoil it. But okay, uh, okay. instantly drawn in. Okay. And this is from Melissa. Hi, Anna and Andrew. I hope this email finds you well. The scariest thing to happen to me these past five months? Working as a nurse during a pandemic. Oh, Good Melissa. God. Oh, Thank boy. Thank you, Melissa. I'm so sorry. You deserve better. We send you our you very best. We're dealing with. Oh, we and we, we promise to be better about voting for people who will give you the supplies you need. <laughs> yes. Um. Although, you know, clapping is great, too. But I also think maybe. What? Does that help? <laughs> Does that, how was, was that, that mask? Cool. Was that mask? <laughs> I'm so glad to have your podcast. It's nice to feel like I'm laughing with friends, even when I'm stuck alone in my apartment. Oh, we're really happy that we can be that for you, Melissa. We'll also come to your apartment if you want. <laughs> no, we will be as far away as possible. If you want to put us in a giant hamster ball, we'll do that too. <laughs> if you are still doing your listener stories, I have a spooky hospital story you might be interested in. Ooh. Yes. Back when I first became an RN, I was looking to pick up as many shifts as I could, which meant working a lot of night shifts on the locked unit of my rural Canadian hospital. Wow. Rural Canadian hospital. Crazy. That's great. We had a lot of dementia patients who were waiting for placement in a nursing home. The unit was locked so the patients could wander freely and safely but couldn't get into other areas of the hospital unaccompanied. I often ended working five to six 12-hour shifts in a row because we were so understaffed. The night in question that still haunts me had started off pretty easily. We had put the patients to bed without much fuss and got started on our paperwork. I was alone at the nurse's station and my co-workers were assisting a patient to the bathroom at the opposite end of the hallway. The floor was silent, eerily so. When the screaming started, I nearly toppled my chair over in my haste to get up. It was coming from the opposite end of the floor, and I ran as fast as I could, following the sound of the blood-curdling screeching. When I skidded to a halt outside the door, the patient immediately stopped. She was in a private room, quite confused and close to 100 years old. She had been very sweet when we put her to bed. She'd smiled, thanked us, took her medication, and went to sleep. I expected one of the other patients might have wandered in there, but it was empty. I flicked the bedside lamp on and walked over to the bed. She didn't appear to be in any distress. In fact, she was smiling at me. I asked, what's the matter? Why were you screaming? She smiled even wider. Oh, that wasn't me, sweetie, she said, 
lifting one gnarled finger to point to the opposite corner of the room. It was that little girl over there. No, 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 no. (laughs) I turned around slowly, expecting to see a ghost or some knife-wielding killer standing behind the door. But no, the room was empty. I chuckled nervously and adjusted her blankets back up over her. Okay, well, you try and get back to sleep. She mumbled something, and I leaned closer to catch what she had said. What was that? I asked. Her thin, bony hand shot out and grasped the collar of my scrub top. I'm going to hell, and I'm taking all of you fuckers with me, she screamed. (laughs) Oh, no. Then she reached under her pillow and pulled out a wooden crucifix and began beating me on the head with it. (laughs) No. No. In parentheses, Catholics, right? Close parentheses. Amen. My coworkers heard the commotion and came to my rescue. I wasn't hurt, mostly in shock, and we laughed our asses off once we got into the hallway. (laughs) Maybe her room was haunted. Maybe she was possessed. Maybe she thought I was possessed. Either way, I look forward to the geriatric Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot starring Angela Lansbury. Stay safe, Melissa. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh my God. Thank you for breaking HIPAA to tell us this story. <laughs> Although I don't know that that might just be an American thing, right? This, this is Canada. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Um, oh my God. I'm going to hell and I'm taking all you fuckers with me. I'm it's my first thought is funniest. Melissa. I don't remember you and I meeting, but I'm pretty sure this was me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this was us like one week after quarantine started <laughs> when we were like, I'm going crazy. I, I also think there is something I just, my, I, I had two grandparents uh, who had dementia slash Alzheimer's and, and of course it's like a tremendous tragedy. It's so hard for loved ones. It's so hard for the person going through it. I think that like a thing that I learned and that my family learned is that like we all just had to have a sense of humor about it Um, Mm -hmm. because that is – I mean my grandma and grandpa who had it like were laughing all the time at things and there was so much behavior that was just like – I mean even if it happens to us, it is just some of the stuff is funny. Yes. Yeah. Both my parents work in um, geriatric hospitals and you just – I mean – your brain makes you be funny at a certain point. <laughs> it, it does. Um, and like, if, if you're not, I, I guess like if, yeah, if you don't laugh about it, it's just like profoundly tragic. But, right. Um, and, and I guess I would it, want, if I, if, if I had it, like I would want my loved ones to be able to laugh about it too, you know? Oh yeah. And I definitely, definitely. would lean in. I definitely would be like this lady just screaming, I'm going to hell. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think that she was possessed. I don't think that there was a ghost or there could have been a ghost, but I think mainly my takeaway is that this woman was fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> she was Which like, I just amazing... have appendicitis. I'm fine. That, yeah. I'm going to live to be 130. <laughs> um, yeah. Like the, when you're old and helpless, I think to just openly fuck with people is like a pretty amazing way to <laughs> deal with that. I know. I know. I it's interesting and I wonder if this has been your parents experience Anna like I do hear about 
that there have to be mediators at a lot of assisted living places and nursing homes that like there's when there's drama or when like clicks form or when, you know, Uh, there's a nasty breakup, like they need someone to help talk through those things. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, my mom takes care of nuns. So wow. That's right. Breakups. That's Um, right. That would be very dramatic if that happened. I know. Oh my God. That would be an absolute French film. Uh, (laughs) Just elderly, nun closeted (laughs) breakup. Um, But yeah. This is so good, Melissa. I also, uh, something I just appreciate storytelling wise, which is really good, is um, to not start by saying, like, then I heard a scream, instead beginning, like, when the screaming started. Like, I just love. I love that syntax. Really great. Really effective. Very surprising. Just a little bit of a, an unexpected. A little bit of an unexpected. Yeah. My, my grandma, um, grandma farmer was like a very little f- funny, friendly Catholic lady. Um, and w- one time kind of early on in, in her like beginning to slip, she had been on medication for a long time that held it off. And then things were going to get bad. And like a moment that I realized um, like, Oh, something is going on is <laughs> one time at dinner, she just looked at my legs and she said, you know, you know, how I know you're healthy. And I was like, why? And she goes, cause you got nice, big, thick legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which was like, you know, for a 13 year old, I was like, mm, this could be, this could be the start of something toxic, <laughs> but, but I'm, nice, I'm going to still keep legs. eating 3d Doritos. Everything's fine. You gotta, honestly, that was what we did at the time. It was all we had. <laughs> That's all we had. That was diet food. Cause there's nothing inside. Yeah. You're eating air ultimately. <laughs> oh, grandma farmer. What a queen. Thank you so much for the story, Melissa. Um, absolutely on board for a geriatric Buffy, the vampire slayer. I think that's what like a great idea. You could make millions. I think older people have more in common with vampires than young vampire slayers do. I think that just, it seems less like punching down. I love, have you ever seen a movie or heard of a movie called Bubba Hotep, Anna? No, it's wild. It's like a comedy horror Western about a mummy that is killing people in a nursing home, but the mummy's dressed like a cowboy and the, and like the two protagonists are like a man who thinks he's JFK and a man who thinks he's Elvis. And it's just really, it's good. It's very funny and bizarre. And I remember really liking in college. I'm looking at it now. Wow. This looks crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy film, but very enjoyable. Um, I think Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead is is the um, uh, Elvis character, and then forget who plays JFK. Um, Aussie, oh no, oh Aussie Davis, Aussie Davis. Yes, yeah. yep, yeah, he's great. This is amazing. This should have been a classic. I know it's a good cult film. That would be that's like a fun one to watch around Halloween. If you're someone who likes um, the shadow of spookiness, but doesn't want to be you know damaged. Yeah, someone else was describing. Um, it was Dave Schilling. We went on a social distance walk with um, his GF Hallie Kiefer, oh, hey. friends of the pod. They were describing a movie called The Rundown. I just like from this description, I was like, oh, this should be a classic and isn't. They described this movie and was like, that should be amazing. Um, it's The Rock and Sean William Scott. <gasps> um, 
and it's uh yeah, it's a bounty hunter movie. Wow, the oh, rundown. There's more to it. Yeah, uh, it's a whole thing. But just from them describing it, it was like, why isn't this famous? Anyway, <laughs> it should be, but it isn't. It sure as heck should be. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck. Um, please stay safe and stay healthy. And we're so happy we can keep you company and give you some laughs. Okay. Uh, and now I tell a story. And that's how the <laughs> podcast works. <laughs> um. This comes to us from a listener, Danny W. And the subject line is Jesus Camp's books. Yes. Hey, Anna and Andrew. I've been listening since day one and truly look forward to our spooky virtual hangouts each week. Oh, I adore your friendship and love the way you make each other laugh. It's a welcome reprieve from the literal American horror story we are all living in. Now onto the spooks. (laughs) Thank you, Danny. My family was the only black family in our Assembly of God church for the majority of my childhood. From ages 9 to 14, I participated in a church program. A church (laughs) program. program. This is a little bit of a tongue twister. (laughs) I participated in a church program called Royal Rangers. Wow, that is hard. Yeah. (laughs) Royal Rangers. Oh, boy. Royal. Um, Which was more or less just an off-brand Boy Scout troop. Parentheses. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) We basically learned frontiersman survival skills and Bible verses in preparation for the end of days. (laughs) Everybody got to take a drink of water and slow down. Everybody got to have a a little bit of just a little bit of a s'more. A little bit of a screed to say to the angel of death. Um, Danny. uh, When I was about 11, I went on my first weekend camping trip. Camping was not a pastime my Trinidadian immigrant parents ever participated in. (laughs) I was both excited and scared by the prospect of sleeping in a tent in the woods. Yes, that is reasonable. We spent thousands of years trying to avoid that, you know? Yeah, the tent, it's a bad house. That's all a tent is. (laughs) As we drove through the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, that's another tongue twister. Yeah, a lot of... um, A lot of lateral sounds in the mouth. Tricky to say. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew and I know a lot about mouth sounds because of college. (laughs) And now we hear. Um, Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, twisting and turning on a narrow country road, my anticipation grew. The view was beautiful, though the plunging cliffside definitely added to the scary. We made it to our site and set up camp. Soon enough, we were roasting marshmallows and whittling sticks into pointier sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. And that is called being a man. Congrats. Soon enough, 10 prepubescent boys with pocket knives, dot, dot, dot. Scary. (laughs) Yes. Wow. And now, Andrew, please listen to the chaperone's names. Okay. Okay. Our chaperones, Commander Ernie and Commander George. Oh, I'm going to pass out. I'm just picturing Muppets. I don't know. <laughs> these are these are Muppets. You never see their legs. They're always Commander obscured. Commander George. Yeah. Their hands are just swinging. Uh, <laughs> read us his Bible story before bed. Then we all crept into our tents for the night. I tossed and turned in my sleeping bag, but couldn't fall asleep. Maybe it was homesickness or just too many marshmallows. Oh. <laughs> but soon I realized I had to go to the bathroom. That meant walking out into the darkness, digging a hole, and, quote, popping a squat. As Commander Ernie liked to jest. No. As I tried to relieve myself in the cold November night. Oh November. my god. What? November. Someone oh. someone uh, this feels like a this feels like a tax scam. Like No. 
this, yeah, like they had to get some numbers in before the end of the year and yeah. they just repeated a camp. Too late to camp. Oh, I guess Virginia's a little warmer, but geez. Not that. Yeah. Well, okay. No. I tried to, oh, this poor kid. <laughs> Danny. This is, this is how you make an actor. Yeah, <laughs> make them poop true. in the woods in November and then they're it's just like, It's either acting oh. or digging a hole in the cold dirt to poop in. Pick one. Okay. Um, uh, cold November night, I couldn't shake the sense that I wasn't alone. <gasps> The night was too quiet, too still. Oh, no. It felt like someone was standing right behind me. But when I turned to look, there was only darkness. <gasps> I quickly gave up and shuffled back to Commander Ernie's tent. <laughs> uh, when he unzipped his tent, I caught a glimpse of him in his tidy whities which for a young queer kid at Christian camp was also kind of scary. Oh, no, Danny. <laughs> this description. Picture a sexy Luigi from Mario Brothers uh, in real life. Mustache, chest hair, and all. Does Luigi canonically have chest hair? Or I'm is this gonna, just... <laughs> I, unfortunately, Danny, you have just described my absolute type. And um, we're just going to... I'm just going to I'm just going to sit in solidarity with you for a moment. Because yeah. yeah, Christian camp, vaguely like Italian adjacent yeah. mustache and chester. That's right. fair. Um, I told him I had to go now. <laughs> he quickly got dressed and drove me to the closest public bathroom. By this point, it was still well past midnight when a tall mustachioed Italian man <laughs> and a slightly chubby, gastrically bereft black boy walked into a gas station. Gastrically <laughs> bereft. <laughs> <laughs> give this man a book he must have a book <laughs> uh walked into a gas station in the middle of rural virginia oh my god <laughs> the confusion on the store clerk's face was truly haunting <sighs> i sprinted to the bathroom narrowly escaping the poop, poop your pants curse yep um i emerged moments later feeling much better as we drove back to camp, Commander Ernie and I couldn't help but laugh at how confused the man at the gas station was. He reassured me that I was going to be okay and that being afraid of the dark was totally normal, but maybe try to go to the bathroom before bed next time. The rest of the trip went well until we were in the van driving home. As we were passing through the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, the trailer hitched to the back of the church van unhinged, changed lanes, and started rolling past us for no reason. As all the bo- all of us boys started screaming as the trailer bounced off the tunnel wall and <laughs> cut, cut in front of the van. No, no, no. <laughs> By the grace of God, no one was driving the opposite direction through the tunnel at the time, and no one was hurt. But boy, were we spooked! It was the <gasps> perfect scary ending to an iconic coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reading. Your gentle listener, Danny W. Get out. Danny, uh, this Danny. story had everything for everybody. And this is a perfect example of how these stories don't have to have a ghost in it. No. It just has to involve almost pooping your pants, yep. camping, being scared, and um, being embarrassed in a gas station. Right. And occasionally confusing effortless masculinity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just throwing that it, it, <laughs> Um, it doesn't have to be ghost, but it does have to be gay. Yeah, and true. that's just that's just a courtesy that we ask. That is true. Wow. Man, just can we revisit the phrase um uh hold on. <laughs> Gastric. Tall mustache 
gastrically bereft. <laughs> that's that's a perfect phrase, number one. And then the other one, oh which you were God. about to say, sorry. Oh, tall mustachioed Italian man? Yeah, that's yeah. also a good one. Yeah, that's nice. I will say, um, as a as any sort of counselor, especially taking kids on a camping trip, you gotta, especially if it's November, you gotta just not be in your tidy whiteies. You know, like you gotta you gotta have a full pajama set. I think maybe it was very hot. I don't know. Maybe Do we, does anyone have an almanac? <laughs> um, I would love if you did. Imagine if this was the first moment that you suddenly heard a phone ring and realized that this was a live radio show that you could call into. There's like a beautiful sage green like um, rotary phone on like a little sheepskin stool. Exactly. So cute. <laughs> um, and also we haven't at all dealt with the idea of the trailer um, just flying around the tunnel. I know. That's okay. It cut in front of them. What do you think happened, Anna? What do you, how do you think that happened? I, I'm guessing the, the van slowed down. Boyfriend of the pod, Jason, is here. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Um, so <laughs> they were in a tunnel and they had a trailer hitched to the back of a van and it unhitched, changed lanes and started rolling past us for no reason. And then it bounced off the tunnel wall and cut in front of the van. <laughs> Jason's a car boy. You could believe that if the car was coasting. Wow. Um, huh? Or slowing down. Okay. Either way, scary That's image crazy. as a child to see that happen. Thank that God they happen. were all okay. It was literally putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> wow. That's thank you, true. Jason. Everyone say thank you, Jason. Thank Thanks for knowing you, about Jason, cars. boyfriend of the pod. Boyfriend of the pod. He's a car. It's very progressive that our podcast has a boyfriend and a husband and brothers, you know, and brothers. <laughs> and brothers. I know it's all men, and, but the dog, the dog is, is a girl. Oh yeah. Dog of the pod who will become sister of the pod put like aunt of the pod. Well, there's a whole lot of roles. Good open. question. I do think the aunt of the pod is Paul of Tompkins. In certain oh, ways. that's exactly true. That's um, exactly true. Because I think uncles, just in general, that ter- that's just shot. We can never reclaim what Unfortunately. an uncle is. Um, so positively, he's the aunt. But, aunt of yeah, the pod. Need- yeah. Also, yeah, just, you know, there are two genders only, and they're pink and sports, and um, <laughs> and that's all. Have you seen? And- <laughs> I, I think that's what God told me. I think nothing nothing <laughs> bewilders me more than gender reveal parties, especially the theming around them. Yeah, where it's like high heels or bullets. Like it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Stink or skirts? <laughs> Rigatoni say, or I- a big ham sandwich? Like what? <laughs> Wait, which one is girl? I don't know. Ham sandwich? I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's more. More um yeah, I've seen people rebranding it as um sex reveal parties, which is even weirder to me. It's even weirder. I don't want to be just, thinking about it. Just say dick or pussy, please. <laughs> oh just <God>. no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's what your party is. This is the future progressives want. <laughs> That, but Anna, you you're right. You paid a doctor to tell you which one. That and is now what your party your is. Your aunt is involved. 
I love I love watching um, gender reveal parties where like the balloon flies away or the box catches on fire or a dog runs away with the baby. Like there are just so many different options. <laughs> it's always a dog jumping, biting the balloon that was going to explode with like pink steam or whatever, and it just <laughs> flies into the sky. I think we've already talked about this on the pod, so we'll put a twenty in the Chris Ryan Memorial yes, podcast important. jar repetition. Yeah. Um, but it's uh there was some I'm someone added me to a Long Island Facebook group called uh Long Island Small Business Reviews. Oh. And someone gave a scathing review to a bakery because uh they worked out a thing where they're pregnant and they their doctor which feels like something a doctor shouldn't do. The doctor gave them a sealed envelope with the diagnosis of whether or not it was a boy or girl. Oh boy. And then they gave the sealed envelope directly to the bakery. Wow. So her and her husband didn't know the sex of the baby, but the bakery did. And the bakery, they were um, at the party and they cut into the cake and it was a blue cake. And she was so excited and she was going around telling people, you know what? I have to say, I was saying I would have been fine with either, oh, but no, I'm no. really glad it was a boy. And like, I just, I, I have to say like, I would have been okay with a girl, but I definitely would have been bummed out. Just told everyone and everyone was like, yeah, this is great. You can start with the boys just easier. And then someone went over and opened the envelope because the envelope came with the cake. And in the envelope, it said, it's a girl. Oh, but it didn't have her name or anything on it. <laughs> oh, so they <laughs> they didn't know which one was right. And they had it on like a Saturday morning. <laughs> so for the entire weekend, she didn't know what baby she was having. Oh, my God. And had just told her entire family that she was <laughs> just openly not OK with having a girl. Wow. Um, I can't remember which one was right. I think the the cake ended up being right, but she, the woman was like, "Do not ever buy a cake from this place because they won't know what baby you're having." Oh my god! I, was like, I think most people are just getting like cookies and stuff. Like I don't know. I think if I'm I not was gonna a, hand. Oh, go ahead. I think if I was a true chaotic entity and I worked at a bakery. I would just like make the cake green, make it a lasagna or like fill it with like black tar, <laughs> like just something where it is like, what is go- oh, we're having yeah. a lizard. We're having, we're having the smoke we're monster ha- from lost. Like, we're you know, a bunch of red box DVDs. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Wow. Danny. Anyway, I'm please forgive me if you've already heard that, but it just like the fact that you gave medical forms <laughs> from your doctor to people who make like cannoli (laughs) is just very American. You got to take a look at your life. Yeah. 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 They have all of my dental records just in case. I wonder where, Oh, sorry. I was going to say they bake me a cake to tell me if I had cavities or not. (laughs) I I've had. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I might trust my baker more than my doctor's, you know, that's fair. Or no, I, I take that back. I'll trust a baker over my dentist because my dentist has breached my trust more than once. 
Andrew, what happened with your dentist? Well, I think I mentioned this last year when it happened, but I had never had cavities before in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, the debridement. Yes, yes, yes. Then, I was thinking more of the doctor story that you told. Oh about. no, yeah, that one was that one's wild too. That one we'll share for another time because it is its own yeah. health story. But but yeah, four cavities, and then they filled them, and then my insurance company got back to me a couple weeks later, and they were like, "Hey, we're not going to pay for this because the X-rays show you don't have any cavities." And I was like, Ugh. "What?" what? And then I asked my dentist about it and she was like, well, I saw them. And I was like, well, I don't know that this is like a subjective thing. Like, I don't know what they look like. (laughs) Oh my God. What did you feel? Who knows? And it was, they felt really weird. And now my, um, when I, when I like, when my teeth come together, it feels weird because they're like, they're like too filled up. I think. God damn. Well, maybe you'll have super teeth now. That's the hope. I mean, that's what I asked for, frankly. Well, good. You did. You you grabbed her by the lapels and said, listen here, you tooth bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I want the strongest chompers. (laughs) I want the strongest chompers. Don't hold out on me. I do like her a lot otherwise. And interestingly, the, the, the dental hygienist there looks a lot like a sexy Mario. Which tying wow. back into Danny's story, it's, it's the other half circle. of that pair. Um, it's full circle. What a team. What a team. Uh, Danny, this story is so good and so funny. This is definitely like a moth story. Oh, for sure. You know? This is also, it, it's a little bit of a risk story, I would oh, say. It's, oh, yeah. you got, It straddles I, that line. Highly recommend Risk. Um, it's a really great, it's a really great podcast and show series. Um, look it up. Anna, I feel as though we're now at the point of the podcast where we share something scary that happened to us this week, but I feel like our shared scary thing happened together. So it might just be one thing. Yeah. Why don't you, I'll I'll start us off and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll bounce it back and forth. So, um, there was a comet in the sky lately, everybody. (laughs) Everyone, this is me as the new secretary of NASA. Um, (laughs) There's a comet in the sky. Anna, Anna, and Jason and Chris and I tried to see it once. Instead, we just got hamburgers and watched fail videos. Um, But we tried again last night. We drove out to Mount Baldy in California, and uh, we saw the comet in the middle of the woods, and it was really awesome. Very yes, we socially distanced with um, friend friends of the pod, yes. Billy, Domino, and Liz Moore. Very good. Very good. Very good. Liz of Liz of um, farting ghost story fame on the Queen Mary. <laughs> <laughs> very good. And uh, so we go out there and it was pr- – I mean there were like some other cars but not many people. And we, we walked along a sort of trail to get away from any other lights to get a better view of the comet when deep in the distance comes this – hovering red light close to the ground moving at like a floating pace like it did not look like it was a walking thing but then as it got closer it was attached to a dark shadowy mass which anna what was your immediate thought of what it was my immediate thought was that it was a bear (laughs) i thought it was a bear wearing a glow necklace that to me, that's I would be dead so far before my my years if I were born before now. But as it got closer, the the red it the the color I have to say it felt as though it was illuminating something from within. Um, 
but it was just attached to a white husky dog who was running up to us. And what was the dog's name? Cora. Cora, right. And Which is a ghost's name. That is That dog died on the Titanic, and we all just have to be okay with that. Um, That's fine. But yeah, the, that it danced with Leo. Right, right. And so we pet the dog, super friendly dog. Its owner had like a vague European accent. Um, he stayed at a distance, obviously. Cora was all about us. Ladybird growled at Cora a couple times, but in a friendly way. Um, and the creepy part was then within the blink of an eye, the man was like, like 300 feet away from us deep under, he like, he like climbed under the fence that was blocked off. So you couldn't go into the wilderness. He had walked off into the Hills. He got there like 300 feet in like five seconds. And then Cora ran off and even faster was like already a mile away. Yeah, I don't know if it was like just the strange light from the comet or um, just like a weird field where like light moves differently, but it looked like she was (laughs) truly like she got in a car that was speeding across the grass. I've never seen anything like without the context of having pet the dog, I would have been like, that is some sort of drone that can go like 40 miles an hour because it was moving like the, the light wasn't going up and down. It was moving like flatly along the ground at like incredible speeds to the point that all of us were laughing. And then we stopped laughing and just watched it very quietly. And then Liz under her breath said, Oh my God, Cora. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah. They like, uh, the whole thing was very ghostly. Like she, she was too sweet. She sat on our feet and like was looking up at us like, hi. And he was, yeah, the, him saying, um, so you're here for the comet, huh? And then like ducking under the fence. Yeah. And then like before it was we all answered, very ghostly. it was, yeah. it was very ghostly. And, and I think also there's something, and this must happen to people camping all the time or, or like when you're going on like a late night walk or something, when you cross paths with someone and you never see their face, but you exchange pleasantries, there's something about that that creeps me out. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot of living in LA. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Rachel Winitsky had that great video of her hiking <laughs> in LA. The, hi, I, hi, it's, hi. It's the funniest thing imaginable that she has the one of walking pike coworkers you don't know too well yet. And and what you oh, try to say is like, hi. But instead what comes out is, hey. <laughs> that's so, yes. Is she good? My version of that uh, is new neighbor. Like if I see someone in my building who's a new neighbor and I go to say a normal thing instead of being like, hey, how are you? I feel like what I – instead the noise I make is like, Hell. like it's like not a word. Hell. It's like, can we? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do that. Uh, with other dog walkers, like people walking their dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> especially when people, I, I need to think more closely when I talk to people who aren't wearing a mask out and about in the world, mm-hmm. like at a dog park or something, I'll be like, eh, <laughs> eh, eh, okay. <laughs> like, just don't absolutely look at me, please. <laughs> We've, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when you are a person who judges so much from people's facial expressions, how you should proceed with them um, in mask time. I mean, it's a, ne- it's a necessity, obviously, but it is like, it's hard. I realize how much I look at someone's 
nostrils and mouth to gauge how they actually feel about something. Yes, I know. It's crazy. Well, I, at the dog park, I was passing a woman and we're both wearing masks. And I also had sunglasses and a hat on. Mm-hmm. And I said, your dog is so cute. And she just looked at me <gasps> and didn't say anything. Oh. And I was like, that woman was weird. And then I realized my entire head is covered up and I probably <laughs> mumbled it. <laughs> so I think what she experienced was just a demon going. Mm. <laughs> I, I have to say I, a very embarrassing thing happened to me uh, earlier this week where. So our building opened up a roof. Uh, uh, like on like a finished roof with seating that was far you know far apart from every other seating and it's an easy place to socially distance yourself and um, to celebrate its opening they like got a food truck and paid for everyone's everyone in the building's food from the food truck which is very nice and nice. Um, it was like an Indonesian fusion food truck which was really tasty uh, and one of the things that Chris and I ordered were these like. <clears throat> Um, like smothered fries that were really sloppy, but like really delicious. And they were in what I assumed to be a very sturdy paper bag. And we get up to the roof, which had just been finished, like beautiful, immaculate, nothing on the ground, everything totally clean. And I saw Chris shaking his bag of fries to mix everything up. So I was like, oh, that's that's a sensible thing to do. And then I did that. And the whole bottom of my bag fell out and all my fries went everywhere on the ground and on my pants and shoes. And I made the biggest mess I can imagine making outside of me blowing up a printer. (laughs) Like (laughs) I've just never seen a mess so big. (laughs) You you did Gallagher, but with Indonesian fusion fries. You drive on a parkway and park on a driveway. And then I just showered my audience with fries. Um, <laughs> he didn't do enough savory food. I have to say. I have to say, if he had put a big rind of like gouda on that <laughs> stump, I would have been at that show. Or even just put some sea salt garnish on top of the watermelon. You know. <laughs> yes, uh, that's good. Apparently, that's he took nice. a real dark turn in his career, and all of his um, all of his act was just about uh, homosexuality and how horrible it is. <gasps> No, you're kidding. No, it was such a bummer. Um, not, you know, I think as a oh. kid, I would wake up early and watch Comedy Central to see his specials just because I was like, the man blows up food. Um, it's nice. But uh, but yeah, then all his jokes oh, now no. are like, like, what happens when, a, you know, when you have sodomy with someone, like, you get butt dust. And I'm just like, oh, God, this needs oh, to stop. No. He doesn't. Maybe he doesn't have a butt. Maybe, maybe he's just so confused. Maybe it got sludgematicked. Maybe it did. <laughs> a horrible sludgematic accident. In um, which case, ma'am, we did everything we could. Yeah, in which case, half of WeHo has also had their butt sludgematicked. So it's oh okay. Oh my God. It's stop it. <laughs> this is a gay ghost podcast. This is a gay ghost. Yeah, I'm this one. I will say, and I just, I just saw that. Um, last week we were the we charted on the Poland comedy no um, <laughs> no no podcast no, no. Chart. we were number twenty three Anna no 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 <laughs> yes that can't be true I know <laughs> why do you know that on chartable.com you can track the popularity of podcasts <laughs> or where they where they are and number twenty three July fifteenth baby. We- are the 23rd funniest thing in Poland <laughs> just behind tooth decay 
understand. Well, thank you to our Polish oh fans. We really appreciate you, you. Poland. It's good to have Polish fans. I'll say it. Oh, God. I'm watching someone walk on Sunset Boulevard and is trying to kick people's bikes over <gasps> as they go past. Oh, no. Oh, no. We Don't can't be do doing that. that. We can't be doing our that. Our Polish fans would never do that. Our Polish fans would never do that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll go on record saying that um, to everyone in Poland, just know that like I am part Polish and like the reason I'm not there is because Poland was like, go away. <laughs> and now I'm here. And, um, and for that, I say Mazel Tov. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Before we go, Anna, um, I do just want to point out and give a thank you to a follower of ours who, uh, answered our request to have someone find Printmaster Gold. Um, <gasps> and they did. This is from last week's episode about Dead Mikey, the uh, scary haunted clip art of a werewolf that that was very terrifying to a listener, Hallie May and her brother. Um, but at Luna Moon B um, says, at Scary Story Pod, combed through the holiday, uh, combed through the holiday Halloween folders, and so far, oh. no werewolves. However, in the meantime, here are some hilariously unsettling, beautiful low res spookies, plus a cute little palette cleanser of ghost friends to enjoy. And Anna, these clip art, there's a Grim Reaper with um, <laughs> bloodshot eyes, and we are all the sleep deprived Grim Reaper. He is the vibe of 2020. Oh my god! Can you screenshot and send to me? Yeah, I'll send to you right now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We are the hooded zombie. We are. I I identify a lot with this. Um, the woman ghost. Yes, the wraith. The wraith who like it very much looks like a nightgown, and it looks like in a cartoon where a woman at night is wearing a um sleep mask. Yes. Um. <laughs> it looks like she's going what's going on down here <laughs> we have to go to my mother-in-law's in the morning and it's like yeah that's my mom Why are you and then there's this um then there's kind of a dick van dyke witch and then there's a moon-shaped witch <laughs> and then timothy chalamet is a vampire um we'll show you yes. we'll show you all of these we'll but show such you good all. work and i like the sad grateful dead little green guy i do too and it's kind of it's like he could be a martian he could be a frankenstein he could be anything he wants to be yeah uh but we'll thank we'll, we'll share that thank you so much uh at luna moonbee what a hero thank you if anyone uh, has any further insight please do let us know dead mikey is still out there and we can't find him we can't find dead mikey we need everyone on it <laughs> Um, well, thank you all again for joining us. Yes. And thank you, Danny. Uh, and thank you, Melissa. Such a pleasure reading your stories today. Yes. And apparently, I don't think we said this on the podcast, but, um, Jesse and Kevin from last week's stories are very good friends. I know. Isn't that wild? And we just happened to say their stories at the same time. Yeah. They didn't know that each other listened to the podcast. We certainly didn't know that they knew each other. What a small world. We don't keep track of those things. No, wish we did, but we don't. We don't. Um, but this is wonderful. Um, we'll see you guys again on Wednesday. If you like the podcast, you could send it to someone, but um, we'd love you that. Don't have to. You could definitely review and rate us on iTunes and give us five stars and say that it's good, even if you don't like it. Oh, there we be would. Something else you do. We would really appreciate it, even if you like some but not others. A nice review right. really means the world to us. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and uh, you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter, scary story underscore pod. You could send us your scary stories to scary story pod at gmail.com. Um, but there is one other thing you could do. Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a forever dog production. Executive produced by dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.